Non-rock-a-boatus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yes! Yes! What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go in the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. I got, yeah. I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. No. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when no. they're not. And now, O oh sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. Whoever find, excuse me, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. Oh, I almost nailed it. Hey, everybody. I'm oh, Bob there's Jeff. Peter. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Doing too many things at once. I so close on that one. I just can't get used to these glasses. Right I know. Well, I think maybe are those like that is hard creating a for problem. You to see or it something? is creating a problem for me. So today I am wearing my uh, AR500 shooting glasses, and uh, they have that. What I can't think of the, what it's called. They have that special coating on them. You know, where like you can use it for fishing and stuff. You guys know what I'm talking about. All, all I can think of when I look at you is Cyclops. So, you can Cyclops, use them. There, <laughs> Cyclops. You can there. use them for fishing, meaning they have like an extra protective for like the glare off the water. Yeah, or, yeah but I can't think of what it's called. I'm, my brain's not working right now. Anyways, they have that, but it makes it really hard to look at screens because it like does this oh, weird okay. like mirror thing with it. And that's mm. what's happening right okay. now with my computer screen. <laughs> Now I get it, though. It's a sponsor thing. Yeah, it's these like, are my AR-500 uh, yeah. shooting glasses. Got it. You thought he was I just wearing you were just those like for fun? Stunner and, shades uh, inside or something. I don't know. You know these he... studio lights are bright. Yeah. <laughs> polarized. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, oh polarized. Okay. Yeah, they're polarized. And they're really great for shooting. I love them, but they're making it really hard to see what's happening inside right now. Yeah. So, uh, great for shooting and fishing. Not great for sitting at a exactly, desk. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> So um, you can get them at, at armoredrepublic.com. Um, and you know what these are? These are tools of liberty right here. Mm. Tools of liberty, because that's what Armored Republic makes, and they do it to the glory of God. See what your life no looks like Christ. through the lens of liberty. I'm going to take them off. because, Oh, look, at, I was going to say they, they have this sweet little uh, carry case, too, with nice. a zipper and everything. Well, and I I'm going to put them the in issue. there right now so I can see. Ah, the issue is that they're they're liberty focused, but you're looking at Facebook on your on your iPad and Ooh, there we go. That's yeah, not very. <laughs> and so it gets blurry. Not very liberating. <laughs> Speaking of trying to to read notes and things in this tablet specifically when it's bright out. That rally though. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. And bright. 
Yeah. It was I had warm. my sunglasses on. Could not see my notes. Yeah. And uh, it was so bright. And there was a couple times where I was like, what is that? And I think I even accidentally clicked like a box opened up, but I couldn't tell what it was. Yeah. And I was just like, well, hopefully this goes away. My iPad ended up dying on my last sentence. Are you serious? Yeah. That's I was God's, like, praise the Lord. God's timing right there. <laughs> Speaking of God's timing, there's been a lot of that going on this week. Yeah, for sure. Super providential. Yeah. We're going to get into that in a second. Uh, so it's been a very exciting week. We've had a bunch of special broadcasts. Mm-hmm. We had a very historic day yesterday that we're very excited about that I almost crashed uh, while I was driving because I was so excited. Um, true story. And uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, I'd like to welcome a uh, pastor. Jeff, by the way, has took a couple of days off because he's been in Louisiana, I feel like, for three straight months. Yeah. Um, we got the old uh, belly wind hey, hey. over here on my right. <laughs> What's up, or everyone? Half of them because his beard's gone. <laughs> well, when you said my iPad died on my last sentence, I'm like, we all know. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> How long did you go? You did. You did pretty. You kept Only it pretty just under twenty minutes. Only joking. You, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I don't know just what Jeff kidding. was. A little bit longer. I literally, like, you probably saw me the moment I was done. I beelined it off the steps. Mm-hmm. And went directly to the shade and started to strip off some layers because my shirt was literally wet. Oh, were you guys in like full? We were in direct sunlight. We had some. I had long season of tie on. Okay. I had a jacket that I brought. That makes and it quite a bit harder. I was like, it's not happening. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah, so my shirt those. was literally just wet. And yeah, but Brian, who I guess will be on in a second, he was like probably laughing at us because he had on like a polo and was like, yeah. Yeah, like suckers. gonna have to get some t- some humidity tips. I mean, you're from the yeah, but I, does, I don't like while. it. I don't like while. it. That's for sure. Pastor Brian was like, just because I mean business doesn't mean my attire is business. <laughs> but it, you know, it was uh, it was it was moist, but we were like directly in the sun the whole time. Yeah, and there was like no cloud cover, and the breeze would hit every once in a while, which was kind of nice, but but almost just kind of like in a teasing way. Yeah. Like, wouldn't this be nice if there was exactly. more breeze? Yeah. I, well, I, I will more. say the the talks match the atmosphere. That's for sure. Straight they were fire. fire. There Straight you go. Fire. From all the speakers. So I also have Joy, the lady mama, <laughs> on my left. I know. At some point, somebody was like, I don't like that you call her the girl. But I am a girl. You are. So. I'm proud of it. <laughs> So I'll go ahead and bring in. I'm just I'm excited, man. This is this has been just a cool week. I'm just I'm over the moon right now. So I'll go ahead and bring in uh, my good friend Brian Gunner. No T. Gunter, come on, get it right. But yeah, but they were saying Gunner, and they were like, "Oh, we got Brian Gunner." And I was like, "What happened to the T?" You say it with a T. Yeah, I say it correctly. Okay, well, that's good. No one else was calling you Brian Gunter. <laughs> like Brian I do, they're calling you Gunner. Louisiana. I noticed well, that. Go yeah, ahead. Maybe it's because I was bringing the heat, you know? They knew I, I was fully armed and ready to go, so they just called me the Gunner. Brian Gunner. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. I noticed that uh, in, in Louisiana, Louisiana, you say Louisiana. So we had a whole discussion about this. You say Louisiana. Louisiana. But half the people there say Louisiana. So there's even a debate in the, your own state how you say the name. Not here. No one's like calls it something other than Arizona here. Look, there's 64 parishes in Louisiana, and I think each one has its own distinct dialect. 
Man. I noticed you guys, you leave out a lot of letters, though, in words like gunner or ol. Like, we got, we got ol spill. Um, <laughs> I was like, what happened to the I? In I also feel like sometimes people from the South leave out spaces. That's what my husband does. Like, he just takes, like, five words and makes it all one word. Oh, really? Yep. You got an example mm-hmm. of that? <laughs> I don't. Oh, Experts of abbreviation. <laughs> it's efficient. It is. As efficient. long as you are from there and you know what yeah. they're saying. Economy of words for <laughs> yeah. those familiar with the message. We're spending all this time on fully enunciating yeah. everything. We're not even getting into <laughs> important things here. Let's uh, do it. So, <laughs> Darren Stid is talking trash about your face. Um, yeah. Hi, Darren. Love you, bro. Um, so let's be serious here. We had this. I, I'm just I can't I can't say enough how excited I am right now. Like, mm. As you can tell, I can't even talk. Um, so we had the rally in Baton Rouge on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, which I learned that they call it Baton Rouge and not Baton Rouge, which you would think that's what they call it, but they don't. So um, went went really well. Had a decent turnout uh, other than it being really hot. Um, and uh, we're just very excited. So we had the bill, uh, Danny McCormick's bill, just got put put into committee. Um, and so that was Saturday. And then Monday, right, or Tuesday, was the SCOTUS leak. That will be uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, I so, believe, or Monday night. It was I late. Think. Monday, yeah, it was late Monday night. It came down the pipe. So if you guys happen to be living under a rock and, and miss that, uh there was a uh, leak from the Dobbs case in Mississippi, which literally has never happened before in mm. the history of the Supreme Court. Unprecedented. So it clearly was intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're saying that Sotomayor's assistant uh, leaked it, and basically was the point was it showing that it looks like they're that the SCOTUS is actually going to uh, overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, which would be phenomenal, put us back to the states where it should be, um, which we didn't really think they might actually do. Right. Um, so if it goes that way, because it's not final, it's probably going to be another month or two before we know for sure. June, I believe. Yeah, so they obviously were trying to create a firestorm. We already saw today, just now before we went live, Chuck Schumer saying that they're going to try to codify mm-hmm. uh, Roe into law before then. Um, and so it's kind of a, it's kind of a big deal. Uh uh, it was a big leak, but at the same time, we're we're like, oh my goodness, praise the Lord because the timing of this is perfect. And I'm gonna let you Seriously. get into that, Brian. But like, um, because yesterday we had our hearing in the committee for HB 13 in Louisiana, which uh, got passed out of committee. That's that's historic. If you're mm-hmm. watching, that has not happened in any other state. Of all the work we've been doing and those before us have been doing. Like, that's not happened, except mm. for Texas, where they did that because of a loophole, mm. not because it was legitimately voted out of oh, committee. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, and not only did it get voted out of committee, but, like, it wasn't even close, right? Seven to two. Seven to two. And what did I did I see that there was, like, two people that didn't even vote, maybe? or Pastor Brian would know better. Okay. So I'll let him speak to that. So, anyways, I literally was, like, driving, like, listening to it, the vote, and they passed seven to two, and I was so excited. I was, like, screaming and yelling and almost crash my truck um so yeah. that's what's happened this week it's amazing this is what we've been asking god for this is like one of the biggest things ever for apologia in our ministry and action for life and, and abortion now and yeah so all that to say like the I'm, abolitionist movement 
and yeah, in general, in, exactly right. All the work exactly that's been, right. yeah. all the foundations that have been laid by others before us. I mean, really, yeah. this is Rusty, just something we're trying to build on. I'm sure Rusty was cried a lot yesterday. Yeah, uh, well, I think we all shed yeah. a tear at the. It's and it's historic in the sense of. It's humbling to see the fruit of faithful, consistent Christian witness in this yeah, area absolutely. and the proclamation of the gospel in the area of uh, protecting preborn children. I remember we started out just going to the mills, then we took it to city council, and now we're getting to take this message to the state level and to see the progression yeah. of you know the arenas that the Lord has allowed us to speak the gospel into. It's super humbling to be a part of, and I'm thankful that we get to do it at the state level with men like we have on today in the show who are just bulldogs, honestly, when it comes to getting it done. So that's, yeah. that's what we needed. And it's, it's truly great to be a part of. Uh, yes. I mean, yeah. Somebody said that representative Marcel walked out before the hearing and didn't return. So there were, I, I think I heard two names where they called their name and it was like silent. So uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but whatever, that's fine. Um, so, you before we get into Louisiana specifically, I know you had a you did the show with Bradley on mm-hmm. I think it was Tuesday, right? It was like an emergency or was it Wednesday? I don't doesn't matter. Um, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday he, yeah. he was yeah, flying that's right, out because I was here. He yeah. was flying out yeah. to Louisiana. That's right. So um, you want to talk about that for a minute and just the importance of that, if anything, and I missed, and then we'll I'm going to bring Brian in to talk about how that ties into what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Not to wax too long on it. If you want to see the interview, it's up right now on our YouTube channel, but, uh, uh, Bradley Pierce, constitutional attorney, we've had him on before. He was just discussing really the implications of this for, uh, Christians in particular at the state level and what this means, what the possibility of Roe versus Wade means. And we of course came to a place where we're always calling us back to the reality that overturning Roe is never something that we needed to wait for at the state right. level in order to abolish abortion. The states have had uh, the duty and the moral obligation to do it since the beginning. Every state is the one that is charged with protecting its own citizens, whether born or pre-born. Now with equal protection gaining a wider public audience and hearing, I think people are really starting to understand this now. Uh, Really, we're just demanding consistency when it comes to the protection of innocent human life. We want the same protections applied to the pre-born that everybody else enjoys. If you want to know what the position is, legislatively, what we're advocating for, that's it. And Bradley, of course, does a great job of explaining that, talking about what is the basis for this. It's scripture. Of course, it's based in the Constitution. The 14th Amendment says that no state shall deprive any of its persons the right to life, central to the founding of our nation, central to the rights inherent to every human being that are inalienable, right? Mm. This is not something that government can grant. It's something that we're supposed to recognize and protect. And then, of course, uh, the biblical basis. What does Christ say? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. This is the greatest commandment. We're not to show partiality. We're not to demonstrate unjust weights and measures. We're not to acquit the guilty and Mm. punish the innocent. All of these things, uh, fulfilling the royal law of Scripture, fulfilling the golden rule, do unto others as you would have done unto you, that's what we're saying needs to happen for the preborn mm-hmm. in the womb. We need to treat them with the same protections that we want to be treated with. And so that's the basis of HB 813, House Bill 813, that's uh, in Louisiana right now, but that all of the hoopla is going on over. Um, apart from the Dobbs leak, really where it landed with Brad, though, is that... Uh, we need to be as focused, if not more focused and motivated than ever because of these circumstances, we have an advantage 
at the state level to call on our legislators to end and criminalize and abolish abortion mm-hmm. as never before. Mm-hmm. Because this, if you don't know, this was really the excuse that a lot of pro-life legislators and pro-life lobbyists used to say, we can't do it because we got to wait to see what the Supreme Court's going to say. And we're yeah. pointing to it, say, look, look at what they're saying right now. You never needed to wait to begin with, right. but look, they are likely going to overturn it. And so we're not waiting for that even. It's great that, you know, Samuel Alito, the the justice that that rendered the mm-hmm. draft and the opinion is coming out and saying things like Roe is not the law of the land. Yeah. We've been saying that yeah. forever and praise God. Right. It went before yeah, the courts exactly. in the amicus brief that Bradley helped file. But to hear things like that now, yeah. To hear it disseminated from such a large entity that people look to as the higher voice, the higher power, the the entity that we need to wait on, the institution that we need to wait on before we can do anything. Mm-hmm. To hear that be consistent with our message, yeah. all we need to do is just keep our, our feet to the gas pedal and say, keep pushing, keep putting the righteous kind of political pressure on these state legislatures that we need to end abortion. And that's what we're trying to do in Louisiana. Amen. Amen. I was the speaking of the amicus brief. So if you guys don't know what that is, it's a fancy legal term. Um, <clears throat> Bradley, who we were supposed to have our friend Bradley Pierce. I know Zach mentioned. It. I think he got caught in the emergency, but um, he wrote the amicus brief. We were part of that with him with an abortion out in action for life, and there's like 20 different groups behind that. But basically, what it was saying was it was calling on the supreme court justices to do what's right before god to overturn roe and you know all that right do their duty basically so i was thinking about that i was like man when this all comes out if like they mention the amicus brief as part of Mm -hmm. their decision it'd be just yeah who knows but but, the way that they're talking is the way that we've been talking so So i'm just saying yeah very encouraging (laughs) just saying so before i get to brian here excuse me i got a frog in my throat um ribbit Ribbit, ribbit. Um, did you eat frog in Louisiana? I did not. I did okay. not. <laughs> That's, I can't. I don't know. I can't, I know people love frog legs, but I like frogs. I don't know. But I, I don't know. Anyways, I did have gator. Okay. I did that. We talked about that. Gator's good if it's cooked right. If it's not, it's really greasy and it's gross. I, I would imagine it's a little like swampy. No, actually, Is it's it? pretty. No? Um, I mean, it does taste a lot like chicken. It's pretty, okay. you know minimal in flavor um but yeah i've had it where it's just really greasy and like it was just not good but if it's like cooked nice like a piece of chicken like a chicken nugget or whatever you're good it's on really frog good. you're good on frog no thank I'm you not, i can't i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's a it's a mind over matter thing for me all right <laughs> anyways let's I, rope past brian yep. in here so, i want to hear from well, this man so yeah sorry before i get to that so like i want to go hard for a second can mm. we go hard in the paint um as soon as this the leak for the SCOTUS the Dobbs thing went out, it was like you start seeing all these Republican governors all over, like, oh, if this goes through, we can finally, you know, do the right thing. And it's like, okay. at that point, I'm wanting to like punch a hole in the wall. And I'm going to mention Kathy Herder, uh, president be, for used the Center of Arizona Policy. Yeah, I mean, she immediately put out a video. And I know we've had some people of ours going hard after her, but she was like, no, it's enforceable. And it was like, no, it was enforceable before. You just chose not to do it. And here's and here's what people need to understand. This is what we've been saying for a long time. That and I think people think we're crazy when we say it. If this goes the way we want it to go with the Dobbs case, and right now in Arizona, it is against the law to have an abortion, mm-hmm. but they're not enforcing it. It is enforceable. 
They're just not because they're afraid of the federal beast. Um, but that is, and it was illegal for the abortionist and the mother. But thanks to Kathy Herod and Cap this year, or was last year? This past mm-hmm. year. Yeah. yeah. They went and uh, decriminalized it for the mother. So they rejected our bill, House yes. Bill 2650, which was the equal protection bill in Arizona that would have protected all uh, preborn children from death by abortion. They rejected that. Uh, they actually went to legislators that were co-sponsors and convinced them to not sign on to yep. the bill. And then in exchange, they removed the statute uh, from the books that criminalized the mother. And so Kathy Herod decriminalized abortion in Arizona yes. and instead instituted a piecemeal half measure uh, related to genetic abnormalities, and then of course they just passed the the fifteen week ban in exchange when they could have uh, ended and abolished abortion altogether. Right. So, if this goes the way we hope it goes, the Dobbs case, they strike down Roe v. Wade. Then now in Arizona, it will be illegal for the doctor, for the murderer, but the mother is not. She can now uh, abort her child with no consequences because of the laws that they put into place. Which is just infuriating, and like this is what we've been saying it would happen, and it's going to happen not just in Arizona. There's going to be states all over the place that have similar laws. Um, I mean, I would say all conservative states probably have similar laws where that's going to be the case, stuff like that. So it will be legal to some degree because of the laws that the pro-life industry has put into place. Yep. Now, Louisiana is a little bit different and because there is a trigger law there, which Brian is very familiar with. So... Brian, I want to turn it over to here. Turn it here over to you. Um, first, tell everyone why this Dobbs leak was so critical for what what happened yesterday in Louisiana. Yeah, that's great. You know, when we heard on Monday night <clears throat> that uh, the U.S. Supreme Court majority opinion draft had been leaked, that the justices were going to overturn Roe and fully send the decision of whether to regulate or totally prohibit abortion back to the states. I mean, this was the best news we had have had in half a century mm. uh, concerning uh, the U.S. Supreme Court on abortion. Now, of course, states should have never complied with Roe. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, is that the U.S. Supreme Court is not above the Constitution mm-hmm. and certainly is not above the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And as I said in my speech at the rally, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court is not the highest court. The highest court is in heaven and there is one judge there and he's not up for reelection. He doesn't <laughs> need our... Uh, he doesn't care what the opinion polls say. He doesn't need our agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, King Jesus rules from on high, and he says that children are created in the image of God, and we have to rescue those who are being taken away to death and hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. So the reason that the U.S. Supreme Court draft being leaked, which said we've been wrong for half a century and we're preparing to make that right. Mm. The reason that was so important was because the pro-life movement in Louisiana had largely been trying to ignore HB 813. Our bill says that we are going to criminalize abortion, totally ban it. No exceptions, no compromises, 
no waiting. Children in the womb will have the exact same legal protections as all other persons in the state of Louisiana. There is no difference in the personhood of the child inside the womb or outside the womb. Life begins at conception, and we are going to protect their lives by law from conception. And so when this decision leaked, suddenly it comes out that, oh my goodness, the U.S. Supreme Court agrees with us. The U.S. Supreme Court agrees with us that states have the right to totally prohibit and abolish abortion. And so, Luke, what basically happened was, is this threw gas on the fire of the abolition movement in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. We had our rally on Saturday, and then on Monday night, news came out, and I'm telling you, I have had friends who were on the fence on whether or not to join on to the abolitionist movement, who when they saw this leak, they realized the historic moment, and now they're getting on board and supporting abolition. This could have never happened in the Louisiana legislature before this year. I, I know many of the legislators, and this really would not have passed in previous years. This is a providential moment that God has ordained for us to finally put an end yeah. to the murder of children in this state. Amen. And so I think what's important to mention is we had the rally on Saturday. So between Saturday and Monday night, you had a number of legislators or pro-life lobbyists who were telling you, like, well, we're going to wait till after the Dobbs case to vote on this, right? Well, not just over the weekend. I mean, for the past few months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I worked in the pro-life industry for five years uh, in, a, in a staff position for the past five years in Louisiana. I tried to reform our state's largest pro-life organization toward abolition uh, from the inside, and um, they just didn't want to do that. And so uh, I let them know I have a difference of conviction here. Um, I believe that we need to move to totally ban abortion and criminalize it just as all other murder. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm convinced that I can no longer be a part of an effort that doesn't do just that because I, I believe it is compromised before God. And I'm going to stand before Jesus one day and, uh, I'm not willing to uh, be guilty of that sin. And so, um, I told them uh, my conviction and um, finished up the responsibilities I had in that capacity and uh, left that position uh, earlier this year. And uh, we filed Danny's bill in the state legislature, and uh, the rest has been the providence of God ever since. I was told there's absolutely no chance this bill will pass. It, it, It wouldn't pass the legislature. It wouldn't even pass a committee. There's no chance. There's probably not a single legislator that would vote for it. Mm. Well, yesterday we found out that wasn't true. So the reality is, is God, God has intervened supernaturally. I mean, it's all of Providence. Mm -hmm. You know, the reality is that might have been right a year ago, but that's not the truth today. Um, You know, I have been one of the key leaders in the pro-life movement in Louisiana over the past eight years. By God's grace, he's given me the opportunity to do a lot of work in this area. And um, I'd say about four or five years ago, God began to just change my heart that we need to move toward total abolition. Mm -hmm. And the more um, that I dwelled upon these things, the more that I, I considered these things and searched the scriptures and prayed, the more convicted I became to the point where 
um, I had to make a break. Yeah. Well, one thing that I appreciate appreciate about Brian is you pretty you're like right now you're pretty chill, you know. Like we've got to spend some time together. You're you're pretty easygoing, but this man like steps behind the pulpit and he's like straight like the apostle. Like he's like straight <laughs> hardcore like old school Baptist. Like, and I love it. And we, if you guys didn't see, we had the end abortion now day there at your church in Pollock in December, we put up your sermon. And I'll be honest with you, bro, I didn't, I don't think I've told you this. That was one of the best stinking pro-life no sermons doubt. I've no ever doubt. heard in my life. Yep. It was fire. And so yeah. Saturday at the rally, you were, you were up right before me. I mean, and you was just, you were going to town. Like it was just fire. Like you were just like burning the place down. And I, you might see me when we put it up, like lean over to Lautenschlager and I'm like, I got to follow this guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to follow this guy. So, uh, thank you. Whoever, I think it was probably you, whoever put me behind Brian. Thank you for that. But yeah, I appreciate I it. Cause know. you got everybody fired up. So maybe by the time they got to me, they were already fired up. So and I didn't Can't put do everything thing. right. I know. <laughs> but, yeah. I think the energy in the crowd kind of hit a lull right after I, I finished speaking. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. They're probably like, who's that big, dude melting on stage right now um, i had to go up after you and the microphone was like yeah well that mic kept like it kept like falling yeah. down because i had to put it up I had to tape that bad boy you know i had to put it up and it was like i kept like it was also melting it was also melting <laughs> yeah and if i could point out something about that guys one of the things we have to do in this fight is we have to be willing to call out the politicians yep who tell their voters that they're pro-life and then are inconsistent. Right, yeah. right, right. And um, in that speech, I called out a so-called pro-life state representative, Gregory Miller, uh, because he um, said he was pro-life, that he was going to work to end abortion in the state. And we had a different uh, bill, Defy Roe, and uh, he would not schedule it for a hearing. I called him out uh, in the speech, uh, the minute or so where I was calling out state representative Gregory Miller, I said that if he doesn't immediately vote for, uh, if he doesn't immediately schedule our bill for a hearing, because he's the chairman of the committee uh, that has the bill and he has the power to schedule it or not schedule it. Uh, I said, if you don't immediately schedule it, uh, then you need to tell your uh, constituents that you lied to them, that you're not pro-life and you're protecting abortion in this state. Yep. And uh, wouldn't you know it, uh he just scheduled the bill for a hearing yeah well that's how it works i'm sorry that that's what it took but praise the lord yeah that's how it works man okay so so going to yesterday then um we had a ridiculous turnout Mm -hmm. which was awesome unfortunately we weren't able to be there because we had just got back but you know what you you said we had about 100 people i think there from i don't know if it was just from louisiana from all over i know like loudenschlager and bradley were there they flew in for it, but it was, we had so many supporters there for this bill that there was standing room only. They had to open up the overflow. It was like a Sunday service for apologia. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it was amazing. It was just, it was just so encouraging True. to see. Um, yeah. so, uh, do you, anything you want to say to that? Bro, I, I got to the Capitol that morning and so I'm, I'm walking in and I'm talking to some different legislators that I know and different things. And, I go down, we're in the, the very bottom floor of the Capitol uh, where committee room uh, six is, where the hearing's taking place. And so uh, I get to the hall where the committee room is. And, you know, those halls are usually pretty empty. And I get in there and there's people just stacked in this hallway. I mean, it's like shoulder to shoulder. Mm. 
And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And I'm starting noticing people who had been at the rally and pastor friends of mine. And I start walking down the hall and somebody's like, oh, there's Pastor Brian. And everybody starts like cheering. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? And I said, are all you guys here for HB 813? And they're like, yes. And uh, we had, I think, about 150 people total wow. uh, that came that were packed in that hallway outside of the, the committee room. And so when we got in there, you can see the pictures and the video and the media. Uh, we filled all the seats. Uh, we had people standing at the back and people still in the hallway who couldn't get into the room. Uh, so the uh, Speaker of the House, um, uh, he had an overflow room opened up. And I went and introduced myself to House Speaker Clay Shakespeare. And I said, hey, Speaker, I'm Pastor Brian Gunner. I'm here for Danny McCormick's bill. And he goes, oh, so you're the guy who got all these people here today. And I was like, yeah, it's me. Uh, hope you can, uh, hope we can count on your uh, support for HB 813. You know, the reality is those legislators need to know that we're watching them, mm -hmm. that the church is watching. You, you got to realize something. In the, the House of Representatives, our, our bill is going to get a floor vote, hopefully next week. Yes. Um, there are 105 state representatives, 68 of them are Republicans, and every one of those 68 Republicans ran as pro-life. Mm -hmm. We need 53 votes to pass the bill. Wow. So if no more than 15 pro-life Republicans don't back out, it's going to pass in the House. Yeah. But here's the thing. We can't assume, oh, they're Republicans, right. they're right. going to yeah. vote for this. Right. Guys, I'm here to tell you. We had legislators try to leave the room before yeah. taking the vote yeah. uh, the other day in committee. Okay. And they had to come back and vote. Uh, they were trying to deny us a quorum. You, you've got to understand something, guys. We, we are in a moment here where we should have the votes to pass this bill in the House and the Senate, but we have to hold their feet to the fire. Exactly. Do not just assume that this is going to happen. Because I'm telling you right now, I know these legislators, they would rather not vote on this. Yep. But the reality is, and this is what I told them in, in my testimony before the committee, 7,444 babies were murdered by abortion in 2021, last year in the state of Louisiana. And those legislators have the power to stop it. Mm -hmm. 20 babies on average every day, brutally dismembered, ripped limb from limb. And the bloodshed just keeps just keeps accumulating in this state. Yeah. And those legislators have the power to stop it. So if you ran as pro-life, then you ought to vote for our bill. Mm -hmm. And if every pro-life, here's the thing, here's the thing. If every pro-life legislator votes to end abortion by voting for HB 813, abortion will be banned in the state of Louisiana. Yep. Mm -hmm. If every pro-life legislator yep. votes yes, it's done. It'll be in law. Amen. So talk just I want to talk about another aspect of God's sovereignty yesterday because uh, I mean this eight thirteen was the number four bill listed in the, the bills that they were going to look at yesterday but I know you were there the waiting the whole time and I'm kind of watching from home and the, you know they were slowly making their way through all the bills and Lautenschlager saying they have to have a hard stop between noon and one and. You know, it's twelve fifteen. It's twelve thirty. It's twelve forty-five. You know, and the bills before them were like, I'm like, get these people out of here. Like, this is, you know, just like mm, come, yeah. this is a waste of time, right? Like, and it was like, I think it got down 
you know, I'm like, they're not going to see this. They're not going to hear the bill today. After all this, they're not going to hear it because they're going to push it, mm-hmm. you know, so there's no time or whatever. And one o'clock rolls around and I'm like, man, that stinks. And they kept going. Um, and so I don't know whose call that was to keep going, but they did and they heard it. It was well the after- Lord's call. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. Yeah. It was well after one. And I think there was only like two or three other bills after ours that I don't even know if they heard the other bill or not, but. Um, but yeah, like talking about God's sovereignty, I thought for sure it was done. They weren't even going to hear it. And yeah, they still so we heard were it told, after the time. We were told our deadline was two o'clock after all of that. We originally told earlier, as you said, and, and, uh, two o'clock, the house is going to convene and all these members have to go up to the house and, uh, vote on bills on the floor. And so, uh, we have to finish by two o'clock and we get up there and I think it was about one forty-five. And so I said, look, I, I've got four people that have to testify Mm-hmm. Uh, some others would like to, as time allows, we'll do that. Uh, there were a, a few pro aborts that testified. And so um, we had other people that wanted to testify. I mean, we had 87 people put in a green yeah. card asking Excellent. to speak. Yeah. Excellent. And I looked at our people and I was like, listen, if 87 of you speak for three minutes each, we're not going to get a vote. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I had to ask the people and some of them traveled from across the state several hours and I hated to do this, but they tried to run out the clock on us. Yeah. And really, we should have gone first. Yeah. I mean, with that big of a crowd there, yeah. our bill should have been first. But they made us last, and they almost ran out the clock. And at like 159, I'm like, okay, nobody else on our side is going to testify. Let's let them vote. And they literally voted at like 201. Mm. And so wow. we almost, we almost, you know, had the had the hearing in, and we wouldn't have had a vote yesterday. And, and that, that would have been time for them to add more pressure, schedule it later, mm-hmm. you know, hope that we don't get that kind of yeah. a crowd to show up again. But guys, I'm here to tell you, uh, when the house votes, uh, we're going to be there in mass, we're yeah. going to put out the call. And when we know on what day and time, the entire house of representative votes on, on HB 813, you all need to be there. Yeah. And we need to put in floor notes that go to the legislators. You need to be contacting every member of the Louisiana House of Representatives, especially those 68 Republicans, every Republican in the Louisiana legislature ran as pro-life, every Mm -hmm. one. And if we had their votes alone, this bill will make it into law. And there's pro-life Democrats too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a number of Democrats who are pro-life and they should vote for this bill as well. As I said, we have more than enough votes, not only to pass this bill, but were the governor to veto it, we could override the governor's veto if every pro-life legislator votes yes. That's that's huge. Very big. And we need to talk about that. Before Potential I get to scenario. That, yeah, Potential. Because you're going to be putting all that out, right, for in abortion. We'll be letting everyone know. Who oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're already on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- so that's a super important point. By the way, I love it when Brian says, I'm here to tell you, because you know when he says that, he's about to preach. It's kind of like when you say, I'll be honest. Yeah. I'll be honest, yeah, then you're really going to hear what's gonna on hear, your mind. Yeah. You know? So that that's huge, though, because I know I had people hit me up yesterday like, well, hey, that, isn't the governor, uh, he's a pro-love Democrat, which whatever. Oxymoronic. Yeah. But so a lot of people are saying, well, even if it passes the House and Senate, the governor will strike it down. Please explain how it is that that can be overruled, because that is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, OK, so here's the thing, guys. Um, number one. I don't know what John Bill Edwards, the governor of Louisiana, is going to do. Will he sign the bill? Will he not? I don't know. He ran for governor telling the people of Louisiana that if he had a chance to end abortion in this state, he's going to do it. 
So let's give the man an opportunity to keep his word. Yeah. I say, I say, John Bell Edwards, uh, when you hear this and you will hear us, um, we want to be able to say you're a hero. We want to be able to say this man had the guts to do the right thing and with his signature completely ban abortion in the state of Louisiana. You will go down in American history as one of the most courageous governors in this nation's history. So if you want that legacy, if you want to protect 7,000 plus babies every year from being murdered in this state, uh, then when we deliver this bill to your desk in a few weeks, sign it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, there's enough pro-life legislators in the House and the Senate to override your veto. And wouldn't it be embarrassing if the pro-life governor of Louisiana struck down a bill to end abortion and the pro-life legislators had to override the governor? I mean, mm. don't put yourself in that position, governor. Just sign it. You'll be hailed as a hero by the pro-life community. Yeah. You know that 70% of the voters in Louisiana have said in polling that they want an end to abortion in this state. You have overwhelming support. Louisiana pro polls as the most pro-life state in America. Mm -hmm. So if it's going to happen anywhere, it should happen here. So sign the bill and let's get this done. And I want to say to all those legislators in the House and those in the Senate who are watching to see what happens, listen, if you vote for this, you're going to make American history. That's right. You will be a hero for standing up for the unborn. So don't be afraid of this legislation. Be afraid of Jesus Christ. You're going to stand before him one day soon. You're going to take a vote on whether or not to stop the murder of children in this state. And if you vote no, woe to you for what you will face on the day of judgment when you stand before the creator of those little children. I, I do not want to be in your shoes on judgment day when King Jesus announces his sentence against those who had the power to end it and voted no. Don't do that. Vote yes in the murder of children in Louisiana. Let's abolish it here, and then we'll move on to every other state in America. Amen. And, and Brian's here to say. Yeah, that's right. Kiss be, the sun lest you perish. No, uh, it's so true, man. I mean, just think about what, what James says in his epistle. Whoever knows the right thing to do and yet fails to do it, for him it is sin. Amen. It's sin. It is a sin. It is an, a grievous sin of omission on the part of any legislator who would profess not only to be pro-life, but to be a Christian, to know and love the Lord Jesus and not come on board when it's time for that virtue to be tested, right? This is the profession. This is the uh, what you committed to do with your mouth. Now, when it comes time to actually do business, and to go on record for the glory of God and for his kingdom, guys, you better be careful. <laughs> you know, kiss the sun, lest he be angry and mm. you perish. Nevertheless, if you don't do the right thing, you might be princes, but you'll die like men, mm. Psalm 82 says. Yeah. Um, so um, whether or not and, you profess to be Christian. that's And the, remember what Proverbs so says. It says the king's heart is like water in the hand yep. of the Lord. He turns it whichever way he wills. And the reality is, is God is able to move the hearts of these legislators and our governor. Yeah. He is able to make this happen. And God's providence, that less than 48 hours before our bill is heard, 
there's a historic leak from the U.S. Supreme Court. Right. Mm-hmm. Listen, when that news came out, Brian was throwing was chairs like, through windows, man. Was, <laughs> I was like, or I'm preaching. Else. I don't know. I'm preaching through the Book of Joshua right now. And uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, I was at First Baptist Church in Pollock, Louisiana. Um, but God sovereignly, supernaturally moved me to First Baptist Church in Livingston, Louisiana, which not coincidentally is just 20 minutes yeah. away from the state capitol. Exactly right. And yeah. so now I don't have to drive two and a half hours to go visit uh, all those legislators in the state capitol and twist their arms to vote for this bill. But now I just got to drive 20 minutes down the road. So um, that was helpful that the Lord uh, did that. And, and, and when the news came out, I'm preaching through the book of Joshua at my church. And uh, when the news came out, I heard and I, and I read the opening lines of the leaked majority opinion, which talked about how Roe was flawed from the start mm-hmm. and how we must, we, we find that we must overturn Roe and send this back to the states. When I read that, I said to myself, the walls of Jericho are falling. I mean, the yeah. wind is Sound at our backs. Trumpets, let's, let's run in and take the city. And it was, it was an absolute incredible moment where I realized, man, our God really is on his throne and he is, he has providentially provided us this opportunity. Guys, I, you know, early on, I really doubted if we could get it done this year, but we just might end murder of children in this state in a few weeks from now. Yeah. And, and we need every pro-lifer, every abolitionist from across America uh, to be calling into the Louisiana House of Representatives, every one of those pro-life legislators and saying, you ran as pro-life, now put an end to it. Stop abortion, end it once and for all in your state. And we need to be there. It's a, it's a public building. It's the people's house. Let's go and let's watch them as they vote next week. Let, let's see how they vote. And then when they go to the Senate, I'm going to be there to testify again in the Senate. And I'm going to once again, call those legislators to account. Um, You have an opportunity to end it. Yes or no. Do you want to end abortion now in the state of Louisiana? Take your vote, go on record. And just remember, not only will the people hold you to account, but the Lord Jesus Christ will. Amen. That's what's powerful about this, Pastor Brian, too. We talked about it yesterday after you guys were standing outside the legislature, just the distinction between movements. We have Christians, pastors, people that love Jesus, people that are under his lordship, going before legislatures, going before civil authorities, governments, and bringing not generic argumentation, not scientific biological facts as if this issue was about that, but bringing scripture, bringing the word of God into the halls of those legislatures. Because you mentioned something so important, uh, the king's heart is like a river in the hand of the Lord, and he turns it where he wills. But how does he do that? He does it through the means of sending his people into those legislative halls to speak yes. the word of the living God. Yes. That's how he does it. We like to quote you know, Romans uh, chapter 10, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they've never heard? We like to use that for evangelistic outreach, but... For some reason, we fail to make full application to an, an arena like this, the civil sphere. How are those legislators going to have their feet held to the fire? How are they going to be reminded that they are not only created by God, 
but installed by him in this position that they currently occupy to serve and rule in the fear of the Lord, where are they going to be reminded of that? Mm -hmm. How's that going to be brought back to their mind? It won't be unless Christians are there showing up and reminding them that there is a Lord to which they will give an account and they will stand before and give an account for every single one of these lives, like you said. But if we're not there bringing the word of God, and you mentioned yesterday when we interviewed you, you just quoted Proverbs chapter 24, right, to the legislators, and you could hear a pin drop because the mood of the room shifted as the word of God goes forth in power. Go figure. Things happen, right? As the gospel goes forward, things change. Hearts change. Minds change. And that's something that the pro-life movement just cannot seem to figure out is that it doesn't take more information to change a heart or to change someone's mind. It takes the word of the living God to actually raise people from death to life. Nothing else is going to do it. Nothing else is going to make the difference in this fight but that. And we just got to get it through our heads and go do it. I mean, do we really think we're going to win this battle by backing down? Nope. Do do we really think that that Satan is going to be impressed by our patience? You know, by saying, oh, well, let's wait and see. No, 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 no. We run in and we take the city for the Lord Jesus Christ. The walls of Jericho are falling. Now we need to run in and take the city. I mean, the, the crown jewel of Satan and, and, and his followers is crown being sacrifice. taken from them. Yep. I mean, yes. the, the, yes. they want a blood <laughs> sacrifice. Yes. And, and we are seeing it in for the first time in a state it, it, since 1973. And this is our chance. So I, I'm just calling out to everyone who hears these words. You got to show up. American history is being made right before your eyes. So why don't you come and get a front row seat? Amen. And watch how we will finally put an end to it in Louisiana. Amen. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Bradley actually his flight was delayed. That's why uh, we couldn't get a hold of him. But he's he just jumped on. So there he is. So hopefully the signal. Hey! Hopefully this his signal. He's in an Uber right now. So hopefully his signal will. Wow, uh, be, that's a first. Yeah, we've never had anyone broadcast no. in from Uber. So hopefully, hopefully it'll work because I have one question for him. I know I don't know how much time he has left in this ride, but this is important. Um, so wow, I wanted to man. get Bradley on specifically to talk about the fallacious and laughable oh, arguments yeah. against the bill yes. that yes. those few pro-choice ladies got on after you guys in and brought up. And I mean, I was just, I literally was like, this is the best, the best they got. I mean, it was clearly, they're just trying to, you know, create this yeah. false narrative against this bill, which was a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. So um and, it's awful and i want to get i want to get joy's take at some point too i know i've been asking brian a lot of questions um so bradley can you quickly um explain what was said by those women and why it's just a complete farce and why that's what they said was absolutely false yeah well where do i begin i mean there's <laughs> so many things that they were saying that uh that would just out of left field um, I mean, you know, one. Th- I mean, as far as just total falsehoods, they were telling you know, they're saying that the bill, you know, could uh, subject uh, mothers to prosecution even for miscarriage, right. which is absolutely not true, right? right? I mean, we already have homicide laws um, that apply to people who are born, and and there are people who die every day, and people who die at home, and people are not prosecuted just because you know an accident happens or people die of natural death, and that's going to be the same thing under this bill, right? I mean. 
natural death, accidents, none of that is outlawed by this bill whatsoever. So that was one of the most glaring yeah. of, of the mistakes for Megan. Yeah. There, Purposeful there mistakes. Yeah, there was a few things, man. But I mean, in all honesty, these are things we have to be prepared to deal with. Oh, yeah. Because this is the mounting narrative that's going to be built up against what all that we're trying to do. Yeah. Things like, you know, prosecution for miscarriage, you know, the separation of church and state, uh, you know, the supremacy clause of the Constitution, the fact that, you know, federal law trumps state law. So you can't do what you're doing at the state level. All of these fallacious things yeah. that we hear all the time, we just have to be prepared to deal with them because they're coming the, the oh, opposition yeah. knows or seemingly knows where this is headed yeah and that it has momentum and traction and so the narrative is going to come and these objections are coming we, we got to be prepared to deal with it yeah especially even next week as we're waiting to hear when the yeah. bill's gonna be on the on the floor there uh expect more of those arguments i think the other big thing was that i, I forgot about that one actually bradley i'm glad you brought that up the other big one was the ivf and i think if i remember, remember correctly the lady that even brought it up I was like, at first, I was like, is she pro-life? Like, when she first thought, she was talking about how blessed she was. I thought that at first, To too. have a child through IVF, you know, and she mentioned her partner, so she probably was a lesbian. But um, at first, I was like, is, what, what is happening right now? And then she she uses that to, like, then say that this bill is going to not allow for for, in, for IVF and stuff. And um, and so, anyways, yeah. if, you, if, if you can yeah. speak to that, Bradley, because I think that was an important point as well. Yeah, and absolutely. The bill would not outlaw or prohibit IVF. It would just require for IVF doctors to change their procedures, right? To only uh, create as many embryos as they're going to implant. And so IVF can continue. It just means that they had to change their procedures. You know, they don't get to just, you know, pick the best lives and then just discard the rest mm. uh, or donate them to science or stick them in a freezer. No, they, they have to implant them and they have to, you know, you know, they can't just treat them like their property or like their garbage anymore. Yeah. Um, they have to, they have to, um, treat them ethically. Uh, so IVF can still continue and people can still do that. They just have to change the weight, the procedure, and, and it has to be more, um, more protective of these lives. Mm. Yeah. It, that's really important. Uh, now, now, Bradley, um, one other thing that people are saying is that this bill prescribes the death penalty for the mother. So are you saying that you just want to execute women with this bill that get abortions? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely not. I mean, the bill, I mean, the bill doesn't even mention death penalty, right? The bill is simply about uh, making the same laws that apply to born people like you and me also apply to people before they're born. And, you know, whatever, what, what are the penalties in the state right now? For homicide, well, then, yeah, those would be the available penalties for homicide of a person before they're born. But as far as what those penalties end up being, you know, that's not really up to the bill. It's not really up to the legislature. That's for juries to decide cases exactly. on a case-by-case -case basis. We already have a justice system that we trust to handle that and to be fair and to consider, all, you know, be sympathetic and, be, and, and consider all those different factors. And, and that, that would the, the same justice system that we trust to protect born people would be the same one that we trust to protect these people before they're born. So big. It's so big because yeah. this, the, this is the main thing. Just to sum it up here, just to kind of hammer it home, this bill doesn't establish penalties. That's not the purpose of it. The purpose of it is to remove the discriminatory exceptions yes. that allow for the murder, homicide of a preborn child, and in particular at the hands of their mother, because right now we have this protected class of people mm -hmm. in all of these states 
there is legal immunity for a mother to murder her child because she has complete protection to do so yes. because of these exceptions that discriminate against babies in the womb. Yes. And so what this does is say no exceptions, no partiality. The child in the womb receives the same protections as everybody else, just like a mother that would kill her born child. Yes. Amen. Um, yeah. Well, and can I add one more yes. thing to that? Yeah, go. I just, I mean, more specifically, I mean, what it could look, what it could look like would be, you know, prosecutors can prosecute there, they can charge, you know, every, you know, the maximum where they can pick some lesser charge. They could pick anything from, you know, capital felony down to yeah. a class B misdemeanor. Uh, you know, it could be even a fine or one day in jail or no jail or community service, or they can give the mother's immunity to testify against the abortionist, right, it, to where she has no you know, criminal consequences whatsoever. And, and that's the bill allows for all of that, because those are the things that are available, um, you know, when it comes to born people. So that's the same justice system that we want with preborn people as well. Equal protection across the board. Yes, absolutely. So while I have you on, <clears throat> excuse me, and I don't know if Brian or Bradley, if you both want to grab this question, but um, talk about the the trigger law that's already in place in Louisiana and why 813 is so superior to the trigger yeah. law. Um, I think that's important because I know a lot of the legislators there were kind of like, well, we have the, we already have the trigger law in case Rose overturned. Yeah. So I'm- the trigger law in the state of Louisiana, it's the 2006 human life protection act. Uh, it states that if you kill a child in the womb by abortion, you will be fined $1,000. Uh, law in Louisiana also states that if you kill an animal by animal cruelty, say you kill a puppy dog, uh, you'll be fined $25,000. So uh, right now, Louisiana law says that the life of animals is 25 times more valuable than the life of children in the womb. I mean, is that what we want to call a just law? Do we think that's the standard? Not even close. Um, we should have the exact same laws protecting children outside the womb, mm-hmm. protecting children inside the womb. Yeah. There should be no discrimination against preborn children. Mm-hmm. They should have equal protection to all other children and all other innocent persons in the state of Louisiana. And, and that's the beauty of this bill. I mean, mm-hmm. this is exactly what the pro-life movement has been telling us forever. And it's right that life begins at conception, mm-hmm. that their lives should be protected too. And we're saying, yeah, we're going we're gonna to put it into law. Life begins at conception. Therefore, we're going to protect their life from the moment of conception. Yeah. It's exactly what the pro-life movement has been saying for, for generations that we believe. So we just put it into law. And now suddenly some in the pro-life movement want to ask us to take the bill out. No, this is exactly what we've always said we were going to do. And now that the wind is at our back and it looks like we have a real shot here of passing this into law, some in the pro-life movement are saying, pull the bill. No, no, no. God is finally giving us the victory. What kind of cowards would we be to back down in the moment when God is giving us the victory? I mean, that... No way would I betray Christ in this moment. I mean, he he has been so patient with the United States of America that his wrath has not already destroyed this nation for the 60 million plus babies that have been murdered in this land. 
And you want to tell me now that we can finally put an end to it in the first state in America that we're somehow supposed to stop and back down, grow a spine. I mean, seriously, let's stand up and act like men and women of God here and let's protect children in the womb. They are ripping babies apart limb by limb and we have a chance to stop it. And you want to ask me, oh, wait till next year and maybe we'll do it next session. But but let's first see what the final draft of the Dobbs decision is. Let's let's see the final decision and then we'll come back a year later after 7,444 more babies have been murdered and then maybe then we'll put it into it. No, here's an idea. How about we end it now? Yeah. There you go. There's a little taste of that fire Much better. I was talking about. He's, we're just getting going here. But okay, so real quickly, you know, talking about the, the animal cruelty law and everything. <clears throat> Man, it's that frog again, ribbit. Um, so, there's some gator, maybe. Um, so some kind of amphibian. Y- you, right? guys, you guys can speak to this. How crazy was it? So we went to LSU Friday. That was fun. It was. It was a blast. Like I had, I had a good time. Yeah. Um, you know, we had all of our signs up, and we're trying to hand out stuff for the rally and everything. And like, literally, we're setting up, and PETA is setting up right across from us. <laughs> right. And we're like, this is amazing. Which actually, they were pretty pretty tame they didn't even they were like, but the looks on their faces yeah. when they saw the pictures it but, was just like wide eyed yeah. sorry that's my timer um but what was amazing is that okay hold on i closed one window and there was another one um how crazy was it that we had how many different it was mainly pro-choice girls and like one pro-choice dude that kept like wanting the girls to speak for him um speaking of spineless uh, um, but how crazy was it that they either like went from us saying that they can murder their kid or, and then went directly to like PETA to like high five them, or they came from PETA high five and over to us. Like, yeah. it's exactly what you're talking about, but that like, they're like, I'm murdering my child. I don't care. And then they're like, save the animals. You know, it was like, yeah. but that's, it just, the, when you were saying standard. that, it reminded me of that, that, I mean, it was like a perfect yeah. picture of what we're talking about here. It's a standard Romans one the- fair. The best moment of that day when, when, was when this, this young college student is arguing with Jeff and she said, you, you can't tell me that I don't have the right to abort a child. And he's like, a what? A what? Yeah. <laughs> a child? Yeah. And, you know, it, it's funny. It's like they had that Freudian slip, you know? Yeah. And uh, when they started losing the argument, they just tried to start shouting over us. And then one of them said, you know, I, I, I can't emotionally handle this debate right now. And, mm-hmm. and she stormed off, you know, it, it was funny. She was able to handle the debate until she realized that she was losing um, and that her worldview was void yeah. uh, and had been exposed as such. Uh, and then they all ran away and we're standing there like, okay, well, all the pro-choicers on this college campus, uh, they can't stand uh, for just a few minutes yeah. in a discussion with us because guys, it's obvious. Abortion is murder. We all know it. Why don't yeah. we just end it? Yeah. Amen. Um, well, I don't know if uh, Bradley's still or not, but either one of you, I was just curious what the, maybe you can both speak to this, what the atmosphere was like yesterday in in the, in the Capitol building, like one that was all going down. Um, what, what was it like? Not just the people there in attendance, but with the all the legislators. Brian, we on with me? Oh, very oh, good, Bradley. Go yeah, ahead. I'll, go. I'll, 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 I'll go first. Um, you know, it was. Um, I mean, really, I mean, you, you've just been listening to Brian, so you can imagine what it was. 
<laughs> because he, you know, Representative McCormick went first, and then Brian just preached so boldly and brought brought the word just so clearly. And it, after he got done, I was after him, but you could hear a pin drop. I mm. mean, people were just and, and it wasn't pin drop like they were all in their phones. They were just locked in wow. uh, to what he was saying, and it was very, very powerful and uh, very, very powerful moment. So what do you guys think about as far as from the legislators? I mean, obviously, they voted overwhelmingly to, to pass this into the onto the floor. But um, d- did you get the sense that I mean, just listening to them, like I heard when they would like call their name, I heard a couple of you guys like, yeah, absolutely. Like, it seemed like they were really fired up and excited because um, usually, you know, Bradley, of all the all the hearings you've been to, it's usually the opposite. Like, they're usually like, you know, even the pro uh, life conservatives are like fuming against these bills. So, like, was it was it what I heard while they were reading the things? Was it like that, or was was it something different? I'm gonna let Brian speak to okay. that. Yeah. So. Um... I got to just give a shout out to state representative Alan Seaball. He's my brother. And uh, he was, I think it was the last one to vote. Uh, and when they said Seaball, he said, absolutely. Yeah, I, heard I heard that. Yeah. And uh, Alan Seaball uh, has been lobbying legislators for us for this bill. Uh, he, okay. uh, he is just about as conservative abolitionist as they come. And uh, Alan is so excited to see this. And I just have to say, man, we need more legislators like that who not only are they going to vote the right way, but they're going to go and tell all the other legislators, like, you better vote the right way or we're going to expose you. Okay, so get on board. We're ending abortion in this state. uh, So vote with us. So I I really appreciate that because, you know, guys, I know in the abolitionist movement, we've often been frustrated and we've often been disappointed, but I'm telling you, there's a different spirit right now in Louisiana. Um, I honestly believe that the legislators by a majority very well may vote this bill into law. Hmm. I really believe that. Um, That doesn't mean you need to just say, Oh, we're going to win it. No, 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 no. They need to hear from you. We need to be there. Cause I can tell you if they sense the energy die down, If we're not present, if we're not calling, if we're not emailing, if we don't have a crowd there every time they vote, watching them, calling them to account, then they might say, oh, well, we can get away with this. Mm -hmm. But if the church shows up in mass, I mean, these legislators, they ran as pro-life and they're voting. Do you want to end abortion in the state? Yes or no. How in the world could they vote no? Mm -hmm. How are they going to justify that? Not only to their voters, but once again, to Jesus on the day of judgment. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to remind them of that every time I see them, because it is true. They will soon stand before Jesus. And if they don't vote yes for HB 813, literally the blood of those babies will be on their hands Mm -hmm. on judgment day. You don't want that. Vote yes. And let's put it into it. I mean, it's that simple. And, and, and we have to, I mean, if you, if you're part of the abolitionist movement, and you've been wanting to see abortion abolished, Um, guys, we are standing on the precipice of the first state to actually do it. If you're not involved in this fight, don't call yourself an abolitionist. Mm. If you're not supporting this bill, don't call yourself pro-life. Look, I'm telling you, we actually 
have a real shot at doing it here. I'd say the odds are in our favor if we'll get up, be the church, proclaim the word of God to our magistrates and do it. Amen. Amen. And I read at the beginning, I actually changed the verse right at the last second, but I read Proverbs 8, uh, 36. It says, all who hate me love death. And, uh, you know, that's what we're up against is those who love death. We you mentioned PETA and all that stuff. Um, and the reason I picked that verse specifically, though, because right before we went on air, uh, some pro-choicer tweeted out Danny McCormick's address with a veiled threat. Right. So, like, these people. Who's the rep that put the bill in. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we haven't even hardly talked about Danny. Dan, I mean, no, knowing Danny, that just fires him up even more. You know, he's like, bring it on. Um, and so, but that's what's courageous. Oh, he's crazy courageous, that guy. And, uh, yeah, so like, but that's what we're up against is, you know, they're not the pro pro choice movement, the, the liberals that they're willing to go to any and all costs t- to maintain yeah. a supposed right to murder their own children because it's uh, worship. Exactly. We just can't understand it's exactly that. Right. It's what the pro-life movement cannot exactly right. get through their heads. It's not about uh, you know, that they, they make the claim that this is banning abortion has nothing to do with religion. It's not a religious ideal. And it's like it has everything to do exactly. with religion because their worship is being threatened right now. And when your worship is threatened, you fight because it yeah. requires sacrifice. And so they are willing to give glory to their God and sacrifice. The question is, are we willing to do the same thing exactly. for our God? Exactly right. You know, we do need to say that State Representative Danny McCormick is incredibly courageous um, we need to be praying for him yes. and his family. Yes. Uh, if you haven't seen all the national news stories that are coming out attacking him right now, uh, just search his name on Google. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this man is coming under the attack of Satan and all his demons ever since this vote 24 hours ago. Yeah. And so um, we all need to be praying for Danny McCormick. Uh, and his family. And we need to be thanking God that we finally got a legislator with enough of a backbone to stand up to the enemy. And uh, one other thing I really touched my heart. Um, When I left the Capitol yesterday after uh, Bradley and I had lunch afterward and, and, and when I was driving home, I said, man, I got to call Rusty, you know, Rusty Thomas and I, (laughs) we spent about five years together most Saturdays outside the Planned Parenthood in Waco, Texas. And I was trained on the streets by Rusty. He taught me how to preach the gospel at the gates of hell. And uh, that man is a lion of the faith. And I called Rusty and he answered the phone and he is sobbing. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, Brian, I, I didn't know if I'd ever live to see this day. Yeah. It's really happening. It's really going to happen. And he just sobbed and he just broke down. And that is a man who feels the weight of the lives of millions of children. Yeah. I mean, he, he realizes what this is. You know, we, we really don't understand what abortion is. We really don't conceive of the gravity of millions upon millions of babies being murdered and, 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 and rusty, he, he was just weeping tears of joy. Hmm. And, uh, Jeff called me after that. And, and I told him, I said, man, I, I talked to rusty and he was just sobbing tears of joy. And we just talked about how both Jeff Durbin and I, we're both in this fight because of rusty Thomas. 
We all that, are too. Yeah. That <laughs> man, yeah. that man has been so effective for the kingdom. And I know he doesn't want us bragging about him, but maybe it should just be a, a lesson for the rest of us that you need to leave a legacy. Yeah. I mean, you get so many years to live for King Jesus on this earth. You better make him count. Amen. And that is a man who has spent his life and has been spent for the gospel Amen. of Jesus Christ. I mean, he has left it all on the field. And, and when that man's days on this earth are over, Jesus is going to say, well Amen. done. I mean, that brother has been faithful. And I just have to say, we, we need to learn from men like him who have gone before us and have been faithful that, that only the Lord Jesus Christ can give us the victory. And when we begin to see that victory, there should be the deepest gratitude and thankfulness for God's mercy, because that's what this is. It's God's mercy upon this nation that he hasn't wiped us out yet. And may God give us the victory. May we pass HB 813 and finally end abortion in Louisiana once and for all. Amen, brother. Well, Joy... The what did what do they what did they call you a reproduction supporter or what was it? <laughs> oh no, I just heard someone, I heard someone, like hurl the insult, anti-abortion, pro-reproduction. Yeah, that was it. I yeah. was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll someone that's it. someone that's pro-reproduction. You have anything you want to add? <laughs> uh, but uh, as know. a woman, I've given all these men permission to speak on such issues thank just you just kidding <laughs> thank you i appreciate no that. that's garbage <laughs> we did hear one, that at lsu this, so. yeah oh i'm sure it's garbage um but yeah this is wow i'm blessed by this episode <laughs> i hope yeah. a lot of people hear it amen awesome well brian thank you brother um for being on and bradley both of you man I'm, I'm glad we got to throw you on there at the end brad um you guys i mean people listening watching like Bradley wrote the bill there. He's been in the background a lot of this. Brian, you've been this fight, man. This is I mentioned at the rally, but this is fruit of of your work there as well. So we're grateful for both of you and praying for you. And I know this next few weeks are going to be exciting, a lot going on, and so we're going to be praying for you for safety and just strength and energy and um and yeah, just keep marching forward. So thanks for being able to be on today. Amen. Let's get in the fight and let's show up when it's time for our magistrates to vote and decide whether or not we're going to finally end abortion in Louisiana. Amen. All right. Well, thanks, oh, go guys. ahead, Brad. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Same thanks. It worked out well, man. That worked out perfect. So I'm glad we, I'm glad that happened that way. Go first, figure. First ever uh, broadcast from Uber. Yeah. So that's awesome. You know? So everyone else uh, watching, thank you again. I mean, I, I know we mention this all the time, and I feel like at some point it just kind of gets old maybe, but like all the stuff we're talking about today, like it, thank you to everyone that supports an abortion now and Action for Life and Apologia Studios. Like none of this happens without your support. So you uh, donating to us, you being a part of everything we're doing, you're partnering with us, you're partnering in this fight. And so we praise God and thank you for that. So uh, I also need to mention ReformCon. Again, you can go to reformcon.org. Uh, ticket sales are all up. Uh, we actually have, just this last week, we put up all the sponsorship opportunities. There's a ton of them, uh, opportunities for people to sponsor with us. I know we've been getting a lot of questions about that. 
podcasts. Um, you can there's a podcast row. It's gonna be really really awesome. So you can go check that out as well if you want to come bring your podcast. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. And uh, anything else? Keep the gospel front and center, and hold on to your butts <laughs> for what's next. Right? What do you What do you say? Buckle up, Buttercup. Buckle up, Buttercup. Buckle up, Buttercup. It's about to get real. Joy. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. <laughs> just, I know I really you. didn't say a lot, but I just, it was, this yeah. was a great episode. You old supporter totally of reproduction. I'm totally fine with that. Pro, pro reproduction. Pro reproduction. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the biblical way, right? Right. I mean, yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. Not to be grim, but it's yep. way more natural for a mom to have a baby than to kill a baby. So. Yes. I'll tell you who's pro reproduction. That Bradley Pierce guy is. Let me tell you. The guy's got about... <laughs> 25 kids i think and half of them are twins so i just want to know what his uber driver thinks of the interview <laughs> oh i know you've been in an airport and then the uber yeah this is right on yeah. the word of god is not bound <laughs> all right everyone thank you so much again um we'll be back next week peace out later